You're listening to the Zen Sandwich Podcast. From social observations to travel stories, this is a show that inspires mindfulness, humor, and a realistic approach to a Zen lifestyle in the 21st century. My name is Mark Reed. I'm a former college professor and lawyer. I now live in Japan and make handmade paper. This is your source for 5-Minute Zen and other content to start your day, learn something new, or get a different perspective on life in this rapidly evolving modern world. Hey, here we are. You are listening to episode 5. This episode is about the Danish word hygge. Now that's probably the best pronunciation you're going to get out of me. Hygge is literally the only Danish word I know. I don't even know how to say hello or thank you. Uh, but I did I did research on YouTube and I tried to find other pronunciation guides. The closest I can come is Hugo. It is spelled differently than it sounds somehow. It is spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Now you might be thinking, well, what the hell is Hugo? What does it have to do with me or Zen? What, why would I even bring up a topic like this? Hygge is actually, a. if you haven't come across this term yet, it, it is a, a buzzword. It is a, You can find it on the cover of a lot of best-selling books these days. Uh, it has become trendy, I guess you would say. But there is more depth to it, and it does relate to Zen. I will get to that in a moment. And hopefully it will relate to you by bringing a small, safe, inconsequential amount of self-indulgence. To your life. I'll explain. So the word doesn't translate directly into English, of course, but hugahouse.com defines it as a word used when acknowledging a feeling or moment, whether alone or with friends, at home or out, ordinary or extraordinary, as cozy, charming, or special. It goes on to say, it literally only requires consciousness, a certain slowness and the ability to not just be present, but recognize and enjoy the present. Now, that definition has Zen written all over it. And that's what is interesting, is that Danish and Japanese language and culture are not genealogically related in any way or format whatsoever. The linguistically, they're different, and epistemologically, they're different. Uh, epistemologically is just a fancy word for saying the basis of their knowledge of how to perceive the world. It's just, just a fancy philosophical term. But uh, there's no relation between Danish culture and, and Japanese culture historically. So how did they come to this very similar conclusion? Well, if you listen to the Zen Sandwich episode on assessing the probability of truth, you might come to the conclusion that there is some degree of absolute truth in being mindful of your present moment, or that there is some probability that there is, to some extent, a universal truth in this, this notion that was founded by two separate cultures. Now, the Danes take it a little further. For them, Hygge is a purposeful bit of self-indulgence. Some might even call, call it sinful pleasures. 
whatever. Zen would actually say there is no inherent good or sin in something, but that the good or bad is found in the consequence of your actions. If you overindulge in food or alcohol, you're going to get fat or you're going to behave badly. And, and the Danes would agree not to overindulge. That's not what Hugo's about at all. Uh, rather, it's, it's an art of creating intimacy in your home or with friends or internally within yourself. Hugo is sometimes translated as uh, coziness, charm, happiness, contentment, familiarity, comfort, reassurance, kinship, or even just simplicity. It can come from a simple ritual of brewing a cup of tea or coffee and sitting down with a piece of cake. Or it can be sharing a bottle of wine with friends. The point is being aware of a good moment. And if you think this is just some Scandinavian buzzword to sell a kitschy book, and there are now dozens of best-selling books on this topic, just just go Google Hugo. H-Y-G-G-E, and you will, <laughs> you will see. If you haven't come across this term, you, you might be surprised at how popular this is becoming. But consider these uh, simple facts. The Danes burn more candles than anyone in Europe, and they eat a disproportionately high amount of sweets, cakes, and candy per capita than most of the planet. The Danes literally do incorporate this concept in their daily lives. They see personal life as an art form. If you ever meet a Danish person, if you ever meet a Dane, ask them about Hugo and about whether it's an integral part of their culture and their daily lives. I guarantee they'll have an opinion on this topic. Okay, so what's the takeaway here? Well, first, fundamental takeaway is that the Danes are happy. They are a happy people. Uh, and you can be too. The UN puts out an annual world happiness report. They've been doing so since 2012. In the 2020 report, Denmark was number two in the world. Only next door neighbor Finland beat them out for the top spot of happiest country on earth. Uh, Finland has won the last three years in a row, but uh, Hugo's a Danish word, so that's why we're sticking with Denmark on this one. Uh, Denmark has won three years in a row before from 2013 to, to 2015. Now, I know if you're an American, you're wondering, like, well, where does America fall on this list? So in 2020, this list comes out in March or April of, of every year. In 2020, America was number 18 on that list. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, the list covers 156 countries. So 18 is not too bad, but America has never been in the top 10. Most of that top 10 is occupied by Scandinavian or, or Nordic countries. Everything from Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, the Scandinavian countries, to the other Nordic countries, Iceland, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Switzerland is usually there. Um, the takeaway is that a lot of these Nordic countries imbibe this Huga culture into their daily lives. They not only create a little bit of guilty pleasure, they consciously relish it too. There is a sense of this, that this life is fleeting, thus make time to enjoy it. Create that time. So here's your five minutes in. Today, or this week, 
or every day for the rest of your life, make, create some conscious coziness for yourself. Now, I'm, I'm from the South, and uh, coziness doesn't sound like a very manly word uh, for any male listeners I might have, but uh, screw that. <laughs> Who cares? That's exactly why I'm using it. Convention and societal norms be damned. Go create some conscious coziness in your life. Every day, make time for yourself or for the people you love. Have a piece of cake. Make it a part of your life. Make it a part of your daily life. Don't overindulge. Don't eat the whole cake. But if you want a slice, you go get a slice, damn it. That's all for this episode. Uh, I'm going to go make some coffee, grab a cookie, create some conscious coziness for myself, and think of nothing else but how freaking awesome that coffee and cookie are. Believe it or not, that's Zen. If you want to know more about Huga, check out a YouTube video called The Scandinavian Huga Lifestyle, Taking the World by Storm. It, it's only five minutes long. It's got over a million views. It has a terrific explanation of what I've discussed here. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you don't mind, please leave a, uh, a, a positive review if you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, well, you know, I'll see you next time and forget about it. But if you did enjoy this episode, please leave a positive re- review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, join me next time for Episode 6. On life as an expat, what it's like to live in another country, and what that might mean for you even though you don't live in another country if you're listening to this from the United States. So I look forward to that discussion. Uh, Until then.